Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hi, friends. This is Valentine's Day week. Happy to have a Soul Talk with you. We talked with you last week about the assessments we have in our Soul Shepherding Network. And these are, are really a treasure store. Things that we've developed have been so helpful to us, Bill. All of these assessments we've taken, and then we've had a soul talk about them. We'd said that a problem well-defined is half solved. And that's what assessments and self-tests do for us, is they give us language to something that we're struggling with, an area that we need help which we can then uh, pray through. We can talk with our spiritual director about or with a soul friend. And it's really an indispensable tool for our growth. Yeah. But organically, you and I developed these out of our own relationship. Before we were recording our soul talks, we were doing this because we wanted to grow. It was a part of our own growth to, and, and the ones we're going to talk about today, it was about our own growth in our intimacy and in our marriage. And these were things that were helping us. And we were working on together. And we wanted to share them with other people because of that. So specifically, we've got lots of assessments that were helpful. Ones that helped us with our family of origin issues, ones that helped us with personal issues. But some of the ones we're going to be highlighting today, because it's Valentine's, is the marriage ones. and Which can be for any relationship, could, especially yeah. a romantic relationship. But mm-hmm. they're they're really around intimacy and communication and understanding. Yeah. And if you're not married, we don't want you to feel like, oh, this podcast isn't for me. I shouldn't listen to it because you are in relationships and Valentine's Day isn't just for married couples. Valentine's Day is really at the heart of it. It's about love and God is love. And our God's love for you is so rich, so strong, and his desire for you to be healthy and to have relationships where you can give and receive his love. And that's been so important because we can't really fully understand and grow in and receive God's love alone. We need to receive it through people. That's one of the most important things in our discipleship to Jesus is how uh, we love other people and how we let other people love us. And that's the new commandment that Jesus gave us, that we would love one another in a best friend relationship, special family relationships and marriage. uh, We would hope in these relationships to have uh, a soul friend or at least an understanding and a safety and a trust where there can be some vulnerability. Not everybody's going to have that in in their marriage. Not everybody's going to have that in uh, a family relationship where they wish they had that. But we all need that uh, somewhere in some relationship. Uh, at least one, ideally two or three, because to just go at it al- alone or you and Jesus is is pretty tough sledding. Uh, we really need to, and, and this is taught all over in the Bible, but we really need to work out the practicalities of our discipleship and of our relationship with God in the context of our human relationships. Right. And one of the things we bring into relationships are needs. We we each have unique unique needs, and some of us have common needs. And these are some of the things that some of these assessments that we have really get at and help us to define and understand and accept and help us even to define, well, what's a need and what's a want. And we tend to assume, I think, in in life and in relationships that, well, you need what I need. If I need it, everybody needs it. 
And we don't realize that there's actually some differences in our needs, or at least the levels of those felt needs and priorities of those needs, or the areas of our woundedness can increase needs that we have in particular areas. Empathy takes us to a place um, for me to really try to understand you, Christy, and your particular personality in your needs that are different than mine. And I learned early on in our relationship that uh, affection was important to you. And the beginning of our relationship, that was a point of some tension because I had some needs, especially at that stage of my life for independence and self-differentiation because of some of the enmeshment issues that I had from how I grew up in my family, particularly in my relationship with my mom. And so I had more needs for separateness and breathing space to sort of like find my identity. And so your need for closeness and in particular uh, affection, physical closeness, and then my need for some breathing space, we we were at opposite ends there. Mm -hmm. We were, and it was helpful for me to learn what was difficult for you about that and understand your history and wounds and needs and sensitivities there too to not take it personally, because I took it personally and thought that it was a rejection of me. So as you began to open up and share how you felt differently about these things, and as you heard me and listened to me to seek to understand me with empathy, it really helped us to better will good for each other, which is what love is, is willing good for another. Often we think love is desire for another, but that's lust. Love is willing good for another and receiving goodwill from another. Well, then I was so surprised as I experienced, and this continues to be true for me up to this day, many years later, but as I received your empathy, your your curiosity, your interest, your emotional presence, your your strength to uh, hold my experiences, my stress, my emotions, and hold that in a way that you remained concerned for me rather than making it about you and reacting to it as you learn to do that better and better and as i learned to be uh, vulnerable with you more and more and i felt your support it, it totally changed my experience of intimacy and so if if i had never learned that i might have just gone through my whole life just thinking well i just need more space than christy i'm just i'm just more independent i'm an introvert she's an extrovert i'm a thinker she's a feeler I, I, i'm a doer she's a relator and so she just has to get used to it that i need time in my garage or my man cave or my time alone and and there are elements of truth to that uh, for me and for some people, but so much of what I thought that was the case is actually not true. And when I learned how to receive your empathy and your care, I came alive and, well, I, I need this intimacy too, because I was feeling uh, alive. I was feeling brightened and, and freer and more energetic and strengthened. And uh, I came to see, well, I... I enjoy empathy, receiving empathy. I enjoy affection. I, I, I need that too. And so it, it changed the dynamics of our relationship because we were early on, we were in the pursuer distancer. You were, I was distancing, you were pursuing, you were pursuing, I was distancing. It's one of those relational dynamics of collusion, uh, which we've talked about previously on Soul Talks, where each, each side of the collusion feeds on the other. And so that it makes the other stronger. And the more that I distance, the more that you pursue. The more you pursue, the more that I distance. And that, that's because of the underlying 
enmeshment issues that I had, and then the outwardly expressed enmeshment issues that you had, that was the only way unconsciously we were just reacting to it. But once we got out of that dance, things really changed. Yeah. And these tools were things that were really helping us with articulating and defining some of these, some of these issues and finding words and feeling like, oh, we're not alone. These are, these are dynamics and truths and things that other people are experiencing too. One of the assessments we have in here is a relationship satisfaction assessment. It served as an awareness tool and a communication tool for us to be able to kind of get some articulation of what our experience was in our life together. And then to be able to talk about that and address, okay, what are the kind of the key problems? And we started with the ones that we both had areas of dissatisfaction in our relationship. And so that defined problems that were a place for us to start and to work on. And then there were some in there that were a problem for you, but not for me. I was satisfied, but you weren't and vice versa. And to have some awareness of that too, and some understanding to begin to talk about, well, why is that? And what do I need to understand about you that I'm not understanding about you and this, this need that's not satisfied for you? So there's lots of questions on here. Like I'm I'm not pleased with our roles in handling responsibilities at work and home. Yes or no. We often disagree on how to deal with our kids and or families. We don't agree on how to handle our money. I'm not satisfied with our spiritual life together. So we have 35 of these questions. You self-score it and it helps you to recognize that there's six relationship categories there. And you can talk to each other about those areas where you have some common things that are a red flag because you've got two or more yes answers. And that's a work area. Maybe that's an area if, if you can't work out together, then you need to get help in that. And that we was... talk with one of our soul shepherding coaches who does marriage coaching, for instance. Or, of course, you could find a professional marriage and family therapist if you're really uh, stuck or there's issues of anxiety, depression, addiction, that sort of a thing. But yeah, identifying those categories of, of stress and communication, and then the particular areas where there is some, some dissatisfaction, some hurt, some unresolved conflict and stress to be able to talk about that with each other. Then another test that we found really helpful was the, the marriage needs test. And this is something that, uh, again, this is a, a self-assessment, uh, very easy to go through and, and uh, respond to the questions, but it's helping you to rank prior. Each question is fitting into some different priorities. What, what, are, what desires uh, are most important in your marriage? And so there's sex and recreational companionship and having my spouse look attractive and domestic support, verbal affirmation, uh, uh, romance, financial security, receiving gifts, listening, affection, help with kids, confidentiality. So this, this test was inspired because I was in MOPS at the time. We had- MOPS three. is mothers of preschoolers. Yes. Mm-hmm. We had three little kids. Where, where you say mops and we think you're carrying mops around. Yeah. You know, everybody's helping each other in their kitchen <laughs> Thank you with for, their mops. <laughs> for clarifying that, that's important. <laughs> yeah, we had three preschoolers. And every week at mops, we would have a speaker come and speak on a topic. And one week, someone spoke on the book, His Needs, Her Needs. And they were talking about how men and women have these different needs. And they separated out some of these needs we've put together in this marriage needs test. We've put together 12 needs. I think there were 10 in, in the book and they were 
you know, the men have these needs and the women have these needs. And I was disagreeing with that. And I said, I don't think so. I think I have some of those men needs and I think you have some of these women needs. Yeah. And so we, we got into a soul talk about it that night after we put the kids to bed and we're talking about it. And we began to talk about our needs and to what, what were our top needs. So that was the first thing is I said, well, let's each, these are the needs that they identified today. And uh, you write your top three and I'll write my top three and let's talk about it. So we started there, just mm-hmm. you and I creatively doing that to help us in our communication, a soul talk that we had after we put the kids to bed. And we came back and I was really surprised because your top three needs were, I think only like one of them was on the male needs list. <laughs> and my top three needs, I think were on the the women's list, but it was really curious to me that they weren't what most women's top ones were. And, and it was also surprising to me and the vulnerability with which I felt to even tell you these. And I think the other thing I realized is, well, I put these as my top three. I don't think they are my top three. I think they're just my top three unmet right now. And so then we got to talking about that and about, well, those, they change over time based on what's being met, what you're going to put as your top three. So you're, you're the test maker, you're the assessor. So you, you came up with, well, no, I'm going to help us go deeper in our soul talk and get more help for our marriage and, and learn more empathy for each other. And so that's where you created this marriage needs test. And it was so helpful. So that you printed out has a place for each one of you to rank these needs in order of what your top need is, and we encourage you to do it with your top six out of the 12, because we don't want it. It it can be too overwhelming to do them all, but, but to have the 12 to be able to recognize because our needs do differ. And I remember being, this would be such a, a light bulb experience for me and so helpful because I expected that you're, and I was trying to meet your needs, assuming your top needs were like for domestic support and for, um, having financial security. So that for me, that was supporting you in your work mm-hmm. and that your other top need was to have like help with the kids. It's like, that's what I thought your top needs are. So I was working really hard to try to give you domestic support and trying to help the kids and try to support you in your work. Cause I thought those were your top needs and what you wanted from me. And I was shocked when you came back and it was like, Number one was listening and number two was recreational companionship. And number three, I think was maybe appreciation or something like that. I was shocked. I was like, I had no idea here. I was putting all my energy into all these things I'm weak at that I hated to do that were draining for me that I didn't want that I thought was so important to you. And you would rather I schedule and get a babysitter and schedule a date. (laughs) You know, it was just like, oh, wow, I was way off in the things I was working on to try to love you well. Yeah, so helpful to just have uh, a um, something that gets us to have the conversation and to share vulnerably with each other and to learn about each other. And so, yeah, that's that's guided our relationship all these years and uh, just checking in with each other. And well, what what do you need today? And how how are you feeling? What what, what do you want? And well, it sounds like what you're wanting is and to really. Uh, Offer that empathy to each other is a, a starting point for all, all of the issues of um, life, household, family, work that need to be negotiated. There's so many things that need to be communicated and negotiated, and they all go better when we understand our spouse's needs or our loved ones, our friends' needs and desires. And so that's mm-hmm. that's what this assessment is about. 
Yeah. And it, it really helps to recognize where I have values I'm not even aware of, or where you have values and needs that I wasn't even aware of in that, or even problems that I didn't have to find. Like this recreational companionship was something that wasn't even on my radar as something that was a need that either of us had because we were so invested in in the kids in the family there there wasn't even didn't even seem like there was time to consider wanting that or having that and so ha- seeing that on this list of needs it was validating to say okay yeah that is a need we have that's okay that we have that in our marriage and we need to we need to not neglect that well, you've scored big time in the area of recreational companionship because you might think, well, I don't know. I don't watch that many football games with you, Bill, uh, but uh, we do soul shepherding together. And while that's work, to me, that's fun. Yes. So, <laughs> this podcast is this is recreational companionship right now. We're we're doing something together. That's the idea behind that. Well, good. And this, yeah, this marital needs test that you created was just so strategically helpful. And there was a big shift in our relationship and a big relief to me in my life, just when, from taking this and communicating about it all those years ago. So friends, we'd love to share this with you. If you want to connect with us in our Soul Shepherding Network, it's easy to do. Just go to soulshepherding.org slash network or Soul Shepherding Join the Network and uh, you join for a low monthly fee, and then you have soul care groups available to you. You have a whole library of webinars that we've done with more webinars coming. Uh, Every month we add to the tools that are in the network. And so there are a number of ways for you to receive the care that you need uh, for your soul, your prayer life, and your relationships in this inner circle community of the Soul Shepherding Network. And um, so look forward to seeing you there. And uh, Lord, we just thank you for each of our listeners and uh, the relationships that they're in. Many of our listeners are married. Others are dating. Uh, We all have relationships that are important to us where our desires and our needs uh, and the desires and needs of our partners, our friends come into play. And we just ask God that you would help us to learn to grow in empathetic and gracious relationships where we learn to ask questions and to listen and to really understand and get to know each other better. And uh, for those of us that are really struggling in this area, first of all, because it's complicated and stressful and, and it can be painful, and maybe we just haven't been taught this or didn't grow up in a family environment where this was really shaped in us. Lord, I just pray uh, for for us who need further help in going deeper in self-understanding and awareness and communication and empathy. Uh, Lord, lead us into a relationship with a spiritual director or a coach who we could really just benefit from that listening and just kind of learn learn the ropes of how to how to receive that sort of listening, attentive, curious care where someone's putting energy into understanding us and being prayerful to support us. And that when we, when we learn how to receive that, it helps us learn to find relationships with others in our life who are like that and helps us to become more loving like that in our relationships. So thank you, Lord, that you are the perfect lover of our souls and the lover of the heart and soul of all the people in our lives. And we we praise you, Lord Jesus, the embodiment of perfect love. And thank you for the opportunity that we have to grow more and more aware of and responsive to and overflowing with your love. 
Thank you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the perfect community of love. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 